gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people, if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some gaming, every y'all gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant Yo, 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 welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Man of Mindsets podcast. I am your host, Xavier, sitting with the wonderful Deanna. What's up, D? What's good? What's up, Xavier? How you doing? I'm doing amazing. I'm glad to be back in the studio. We ain't been here in a minute. It's I been feel a like, while. Yeah, you know, I was down. I was sick. I was down bad, man. And then you were sick. So we've been, we, we, we been out for a minute, but we back. And today we got a... We got a super, super dope episode for y'all. But before we start, I want to advise everybody to please uh, subscribe, like, leave a comment, do all those things. We're trying to get those ratings up, those subscribers up, all those things. So please, please do that. We greatly appreciate it. And before you go into the store, go into, I said the store, go into the, <laughs> go into the show, Deanna, she's going to go to our first sponsor. Yeah, so you guys, I just want to bring your attention to the description of this episode. If you guys haven't checked it out before, we always have super dope products listed in the description of every episode. If you go ahead and look in there now, you can see that we got DFY Commerce. Those are our friends over there, Dalton, Brandon, Tyler, who are doing their thing with the Walmart automation stores. We just did an episode on that. Um, we got our real estate guide. You know, me and Xavier created that one. Has everything you need to know to purchase your very first investment property step by step with tons of video content. You know, we also got our crypto guide, which we talk about that all the time. It has everything you need to know to get started in crypto. And there's some, also some great products in there, too, as far as how to get started in rental cars and also how to become a VA, which is a virtual assistant. All things we've talked about on the show before. But, guys, make sure you go over to the description. Click on those links. There's discount codes and all type of good things to help you guys find some different ways to bring in some more income, add some more to those passive streams of income, and, you know, just run it up this year. So mm-hmm. make sure you guys check that out. Mm, that was dope. Appreciate that. And just getting right into the show. So today's guest, we got my guy. He's been, I can't remember what number episode it was on off the top of my head. I, I looked at it earlier, but it's already slipped my head. But he's back in. Because this is something that's been requested. I think the past, since, we do, since we've been doing videos, it's been a lot. this this probably been like our most requested to- topic is um vending machines. Like everybody be like, want to know something about vending machines? I get a million comments on TikTok. People ask about <laughs> vending machines. So I'm like, all right, we got to make this happen. Like we got to get this done. And we got we got, we got him back on the show. It goes around Marcus Graham. Y'all should follow him on social media. I'm pretty sure y'all do. So welcome back to the show, bro. We super excited to have you. Hey, thank you for having me back, man. It's a long time coming. Man. Yes, yeah, it's, and you got you got a lot of value for the people. So we gonna we gonna first let's just get right into it. So for the people who may not know you, artists may be the first time hearing of you or seeing of you. You mind just giving some background on yourself? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I'm from Rochester, New York, so upstate um, New York, like a small city. Um, I went to school, um, went to college for poli sci, finished. Um, grad school for um, applied behavioral analysis. And then I went back home, couldn't find a job, was at home working, working, saving up money, uh, and then took my money, moved to Philly, um, started a vending machine business, and and it took off, something more, you know, than I expected. It was supposed to be a side hustle, and then it kind of became this big thing that I didn't even know was going to happen. How you get it? Like, what was the... Like, what was the um, decision to say, I'm going to do vending machines? Oh, uh, man. So I had a um, a guy I used to be friends with. He had some machines. And then um, we were supposed to do 
put some money together to do real estate, right? So he was like, yo, move to Philly. Let's do some real estate together. Um, I didn't want to move to Philly because, shit, it's Philly. I ain't, I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'm like, if I'm going to move from the East Coast, I want to move somewhere warm. Right. But then, you know, I knew that I had outgrown my city. So I'm like, you know what, let me just go out here put some money together with my bro um, and do this. So he was like, yo, grab a, you know, a couple machines while we wait for the real estate. So I'm like, all right, cool. So really, I just put my money into that real quick. Um, it was supposed to be, like I said, just a little small side hustle. And then once it started to flow, I started to fall in love with it, you know, because I realized, like, damn, I don't really got to, like, talk to people as much. You know, I don't got to worry about a lot of stuff. It's just I go in there, I stock the machine, and I... Go you home go for home. the most part, you know. So, yeah, it wasn't even like people be asking me, like, yo, man, how you know? Like, I ain't know. I ain't yeah. know. I really didn't know. I just was like, let me put some money into this. I was really focused on real estate. And I oh, still yeah, haven't yeah, even got yeah. no property to this day. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> just That's crazy. On it. So, like, your first machine, like, who, where you get it from? Like, uh, like how'd that go? How'd that go about? Oh, man. So, quick story time, man. My first machines. Um, was a shitty location. It was a bad location, right? So, you know, people, rule number one, do not buy a vending machine unless you have a place to put it. Mm. That's the one thing that people get wrong all the time, mm -hmm. and they be wanting me to help them with it, and I'll be like, I can't really help you with that, you know? Um, <laughs> because, like, if you, like, think about it, right? The goal is to make money with your machine. So if you buy a machine and you have to pay for it to be in storage, it's counterproductive. Mm. Now you're paying to have the machine when you're really supposed to have the machine for it to pay you. To pay you. So, and another reason you don't want to buy a machine first is because you want to have your machine to be location specific. Meaning that if I have a vending machine that is, let's say I buy an old beat up kind of machine and I try to put it in a luxury apartment, they're not going to want that shit nah. because they know that their business has value value up. right you know what i'm saying so they're not gonna want that machine mm. so now you got to take that machine now and go buy another one so now you got two machines right um or let's say for instance the machine don't fit through the door or it don't fit in the space oh that happens or they, man people <laughs> deliver a machine can't get it through the door wow i know i, I never heard of that. right because people don't take the measurements you got to do that you know what i'm saying oh. like it's a whole process that people don't really be understanding right so you can't fit through the door um let's say it's the type of machine they don't need so for instance they might want one machine they might want a half snack a half soda a combo machine and then you come in with a snack machine like this not what we want you know mm. what i'm saying so then you got to buy the whole thing is you have to buy a whole another machine now you're out of now you're out of bread you know so it's like please um, let me look in the camera do not buy a vending <laughs> machine before you have a place to put it. Mm. Rule number one. Um, so I got my machine um, from a warehouse. I always advise people to get it from a warehouse because it's the most safe place you can get it. So when you buy it from a warehouse, they will, you know, test it for you. They will, you know, show you how it works, how it works. all the kind of things like that. And it's a good thing to have a you know, relationship because if something goes wrong with the machine, they feel more inclined to help you help with you. Because, you know, they bought it from, you bought it from them. Um, so it is good for that. Um, they can deliver the machine for you. So that's why I get all of my machines from a warehouse. Okay. Um, people, some people can get it for Craigslist. You can get it for cheap there. Right. Um, you can get it from places like OfferUp. Any place that people sell things, you can get a vending machine from. Um, you know, so I bought mine from a warehouse. I probably spent about 
4,500 total between two machines, card readers, product delivery. And just with that, and that's two machines. Two that's machines. Forty five hundred. Wait, see the, the dude I got my machines from though. He, he was robbing me though. You know what I'm saying? Cause, like, Why you say that? Because now that I, I mean, he 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 cool. I'm cool with him. Now. He still okay, he okay, my okay, guy. Okay, you know what I'm saying? He's my see, backup. But like when I bought machines from him afterwards, yeah. the price was a whole lot lower. It's like, different tax when y'all yeah, not he cool. Was trying to, <laughs> but he all cool. He all cool though. But so I I put mine in the office and. That shit made me about $60 a month for like months. Wow. Right? Out of $4,500 investment. You probably was like, man, what the? Nah, I wasn't. You wouldn't. Nah, because that's the thing. Like, people like, you know, making $1 at that shit showed me that I could make money mm. with it. You know what I'm saying? So it didn't, it didn't matter how much I made from it. I just knew like, yo, shit. Like, I can make money from this. Yeah. So all, now my mind is like, now I need to just... Maybe change my strategy. Like maybe I need to look for this or look for that. Because like I said, one dollar let me know money be made here. Now I just gotta change how I go about it. And then I'm like, let me just use this as a learning opportunity. Let me learn all the maintenance problems that go wrong. Let me learn how to be a professional when it comes to because now I'm a business owner. Yep. First time being a business owner. So it's like I know a lot of stuff comes with that. Um so I use that first location to to learn a whole lot of stuff. And by the time I took my machines out there, like the same week COVID, COVID. hit. Oh, damn. Yeah, I, same week. I took my machines out and put it somewhere else that where it was staying there more like permanently. permanently. Um, I, I went from $60 a month to like $250 a month. And that's just learning how to be professional. That's doing stuff like putting a dollar or scratch-offs on the back of some of my snacks to boost sales. Like mm -hmm. I learned a lot with that occasion. That's why, you know, when I see people give up after the first John, I'm like, man, you you not you ain't gonna really be built for it because it. like I I really believe like not taking losses and just lessons, man. No, facts. And it, the, I like something you said, I think that, that spoke spoke a lot on your mentality is like when you say you was making sixty dollars a month, I think a lot of people would be discouraged to the point where it's like, well vending machines, some bullshit, you can't make no money in there. I could just mm -hmm. from their experience, but you was like that's crazy that you looked at it like, if I could make a dollar, I know I could make a lot more. Because I'll be seeing stuff the same way. I always tell people, like, if you can make, like, that's a confidence booster. Like, the fact that you're making money from something that the idea you have, it should be like, even if it's $5, that first time is like, damn. damn. Let me tell you how it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah, go ahead. No, you did. I just said it's better than zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like, I really believe to be successful, you got to have a rational confidence in yourself. Like, you, you really got to, like, believe some shit that... Borderline delusional. <laughs> delusional. Like, yeah. I'm going to tell you a quick story. Like, I moved, I moved to Philly in February 2018. Came here immediately... Um, I invested in some shitty ass program for vending machines and it was like I paid like twenty eight hundred for it. It was it was not like it was trash. Um and but then like I said I ended up I started working like so I started working at a job, I became a manager at a residential house. Um we're working with people that have like disabilities and things like that. So I remember being there and um all of the time I had at this time was just a logo. I had my logo and I had my business cards for my, my vending machine business. I didn't even have no machines. I didn't have no place to put nothing like that. But I remember going into work and they wanted me to be a, do a whole bunch of stuff. Like they wanted me to turn everything around. It was bad. I just remember like sitting at my, my desk and just taking my keys out and just putting in there, taking my badge and just quitting right on the spot. Just left in the middle of it two weeks in because I'm like, man, listen. Why am I going to sit here and be a manager at your company, working my ass off doing this when I'm the owner of my own business? Damn. Ain't have nothing, though. <laughs> I didn't have nothing. But to me, I was a business owner. Right. You know what I'm saying? You had a mentality first. So I quit, and I, I focused on my job. And, like, two months later, I got my first placement. You know, so it was like, 
Like that was vindication. You know what I'm saying? Like I believe so much in just seeing my name on a fucking business card that this shit was going to be something. Mm. You know? Like like I said, even though I started out as a side hustle, seeing my name on it. Yeah, you the company. Yeah, it just, like I'm a visual person. You know what I'm saying? So seeing, seeing shit um, really helps me out. So when I seen that, all I could see was so much more after that. And yeah. like I said, I just quit. Like, I'm good. I'm a business owner. You know wow. what I'm saying? Talk, talk, go ahead, D. I see you want to say something. <laughs> no, I was going to say, so like, even with that, like, you ain't had no moments when the confidence wavered a little bit or you thought about doubling back? Nah, because I come from poverty. You know what I'm saying? So like, before, like, when I moved from home, um, I was making like $15 an hour. You know mm. what I'm saying? And I was the most money out of anybody in my family. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So... I was and I was doing like okay in my city in a sense, but like I knew I was I knew I was in poverty. I knew I was poor. Um, so for me, when I saved my ten thousand, um, my mindset was just like, shit. If I if 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 I lose, I'm going right back going to where right I spent my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I was playing with house money. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? I can go out here, I can blow my money. It can it can work out, and I'll change my family life. Or if it don't, I just go back home to where I was spent most of my life. Like I was. Yeah, I, I never got, I never wavered, I never cared, I never got scared, I never got nervous. Um, I had depression at, you know, point of time during it, you know, but like as far as believing, nah, man, I ain't, I ain't, I'm playing with house money, man, I, shit, what up? <laughs> Golden opportunity for me. No, nah, fact, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's another thing, speaking on your mentality, because that's a great mentality to have for real, with nothing to lose, or you feel like you got nothing to lose, you feel like you got everything to gain, it's like. What's the worst thing that could happen? Worst thing, oh, that's literally that's, I'm I already at the bottom. What's like the even when I moved, I didn't, I didn't have a plan. I just walked into my job and quit, and just moved. Me and my girl, you know, um, who's my son's mom. We, I'm like, little man, let's let's go. Let's we go. Out. Because my only we like he wanted us to move to Philly. We were like, I was doing it in September, but I'm like, if I stayed, I wouldn't have never left. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. so I just said, I just had to create a situation where I didn't, I had no option but to. Go. Go. So I just walked in my job. was like, hey, listen, I quit. I'm leaving. Called my family up for a meeting. Like, yo, can we all talk? We all went to my mom's house. And I'm like, listen, I'm moving to Philly, and I'm not coming back. Like, under no circumstances will I ever move back here. So if shit don't work out, I'll probably just be out there homeless or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't coming back. <laughs> Damn. But that, like, talk about this, though, because I know you, you talk about how you should get the – um. The location first before you get the actual machine. So has there ever been a time where if you get the location and then something goes wrong with the like the period where you get the machine where that could set back and mess up the the contract you have with the location? Man, um, the closest thing to that is me having a location for only two weeks. Mm. Oh, so you have you should have it longer. You should have it before that. Is what you're saying. Like, I'm saying, like, as far as, like, me putting my machines in the business and only being there for two weeks. Okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, okay. like, most of the time, once you secure a location, um, it, it's everything is fine, you know what I'm saying, okay. for the most part. Like, the, I did see a weird thing happen to a location that I um, gave somebody, and on move-in day, the owner of the building was like, no. So, for a month, everything was going fine. Sending requests, move-in day, was like, no. Like, that was some weird, but that's like a once in a... That's rare. Yeah, but like I said, me, even me being in a location for only two weeks and them kicking me out, you know, like, that was, that was rare, but shit, I ended up taking it out from there and putting it in a spot where it was, where today is making me over $800 a month, so it was... That's a good money. Yeah, I probably wouldn't, yeah, I would have been making half of that, that spot, which would have been a solid number, but now it's an even better spot, so...
So, so how do you figure out as a? Because I noticed something that people gonna want to ask. How do you figure out if it's a place that's a good location, a bad location? Like, how do you figure it out beforehand? Um, you you want to do a location assessment. You know, what I'm saying okay. like that's something that I have that's in like my. Uh, vending machine course and things like that is a location assessment. You want to ask all the right questions. Like, so when you meet with a location, you know, like they're quote unquote interviewing you, but you're really interviewing them. So you have mm. to ask some questions about how many people was in the establishment, you know, where would the machine go, who will all have access to the machine because it's different. Like somebody could say, oh, we got 100 people in the building, but if only 30 of them have access to the machines and it's a 30 location, yeah. per, you know what I'm saying? Right. So you got to ask stuff like that. Um, so once you go through, you know, a set of questions, how many people there, who have access, where it's going to go, like where it's going to go is important. Like if it's going to be somewhere in the back where motherfuckers can't walk by it, then yeah, like, it's then not, you know it. what I'm saying? So you have to go through all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then even with that, you still will never know until you get in there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing is guaranteed. Like I've had locations where I thought it was going to do amazing and it bombed. I had locations where I thought it was just going to be okay. And it's doing crazy. Like, you don't really know until you got in it because a lot of stuff come into play too. You know what I'm saying? Age, um, race, like a whole lot of stuff, you know, gender, like that stuff impacts. That come into play? Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even, it's like what? Like So, like, as far as age, right? Older people are not going to use the machine as much as younger people. You know what I'm mm, saying? Right, right, because right. the kind of stuff that they're going to eat is not going to be that, it's going to be beneficial. To you and your business. Like, okay. let's be real. Like, most of the machines have junk food in it. Yeah. Yep. So, older people are not going to do that. And on top of that, they're not going to use a card reader. They're going to have cash. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, when you eliminate, like, something like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, that plays a part. But, like, younger people, they're going to use Apple Pay, like, Google. Like, anything like that, a card reader, they're going to do that. They're going to be living at the machine for bad stuff you know what i'm saying like even gender wise like certain things are going to sell more because it's saying that women like certain things more than than guys yeah. you know what i'm saying race like race like people don't understand or know like there's a science behind this shit as really? to why people ask why i'd be so successful in it because i break this shit down you know what i'm saying and being able to like i right, i know that to be real like you know you know black people we we eat certain kind of product like you're not going to you might eat Funyuns, but the guy that I get what you going he's not gonna eat that. You know what I'm saying? Or he might eat a certain kind of bar, but you fucking you know, Skittles. Right. Like so, it's like it's, it's stuff like okay. that that goes into it. So when you it's look really at what your machine is, when you're looking at, all right, this a business office? Is this apartment? Um, who, who? What kind of people live in this apartment? Is it high earners? They probably not gonna eat as much junk food because they're gonna care a lot about health and wealth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all that kind of yeah. stuff that mm -hmm. goes into it that when I scout a location, I, all of that comes into consideration. Mm. Mm, that's crazy, yo. Like, I never thought it like that deep on it. But like you said, that's why you make so much money. My bad, D. Go ahead. <laughs> you did. I was going to say you got to cater to your audience. But something I want to ask you because you said, again, the location is one of the very first things that you should do. But I want to talk about the contract itself. So when you're getting ready to go under contract with a location, what are the key things that you need to make sure is in your contract or in that binding agreement before you all solidify it? Mm, um, that's good, that's well, that's a good question. And here's a funny answer. <laughs> uh, the vending machine business is one of the one of the like only businesses probably left that a handshake agreement is all you really need. Really? Right. Because think about it, right? How many times you walk past a vending machine and didn't think about who owned it? 
I never, you don't, I've never, you never in my think life. about it. You just, it's a part of the building. Yeah. So think about the staff, the people that live there, whatever. Like it's a part of the building to them too. Yeah. The same people that was working there to today ain't gonna be there six months from now or a year or two from now. You right. know what I'm saying? So as long as your machine is in that spot and you doing good service, you don't even need. It's just a part of the building. Like that's how it is. Now, so I have contracts in some of my spots and some spots I don't. But in mm. the contract, like over time, like it was started with one thing, but I started to learn more. Like one thing that I added to make sure was that like if they try to kick me out of a spot, you know, like I, 30 days, you know what I'm saying? They have to give me a 30 day notice. But like if they have a problem with something, they have to give me an opportunity to rectify it in a certain amount of time. If I don't rectify that specific problem within that time, they can then give me 30 day notice to get out. But if they don't give me that notice and they try to kick me out, I make sure in the contract that they are responsible for my future earnings for the duration of that contract. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, because we put, we put like, for the most part, like we, we pay for everything. So if I spend this money on these machines and you kicking me out, I lost my money now. Like, and if it's something that like I didn't get an opportunity to rectify or if it's not the same problem, like, so in those 21 days that I put in there, if a, if a different problem come up, like, that's a whole new 21. That's not the same problem. Like, if I rectify, if, let's say, um, we had expired food in there, and over the 21 days, I changed that, and then the car reader wasn't working, you can't then say, oh, we have too much problem, let's get it out. Like, nah, because that's not the same problem. Mm-hmm. I rectified that problem. So if you really want me out, I've had to use my contract against a location who waited me out until the contract was over. You know what I'm saying? Because I bought I, I bought a location from somebody, and like it's, it's it's sometimes you deal with people who are just like they they nasty. You know what right. I'm saying? So you know when they had a problem, it, it became a big inconvenience. Like it's not that safe. You know what I'm saying? Is that a um in your opinion is that like the better strategy? Just buying a location instead of buying a machine, getting a location and all that, or just buying one straight up? What you think? For me, I I believe that buying a location that already has a machine in it is the best route to take um, because like it can be one location it can be 10 locations with 20 right and because you're buying the revenue when you buy that you're buying the revenue so if you buy a location that's making $600 a month you're buying the ability to make $600 a month every Every month month for forever Yep. Right, so people will be looking at it like so. If it's six hundred dollars a month, that means that they're selling it. They're more than likely going to sell it for one time the annual revenue. Yep. So that means that's going to be what like seventy two hundred or something a year. Something like that. Yeah. Right. Yep. So so you'll see a location for sale with a machine for seventy two hundred, and people might initially be turned off like, damn, I want it. But it's like, nah, I'm paying seventy two hundred right now to keep making seventy two hundred every year. Every now, year. how many how many businesses give you that opportunity? You know not what I'm saying? Lot. Not a lot. Mm-hmm, you know, a so lot. I be trying to get people to understand that a lot. Look at the the first amount you're gonna pay, the amount you're gonna keep on making, mm-hmm. and you typically make more money at a location over time. You know what I'm saying? Because when people are used to that machine being in there, they just always gonna use they it. Always gonna use it. So I believe that buying a location with a machine or a route that we call it is the best mm-hmm. way to go. As far as, because it's the closest thing to a guarantee in a business. Right. Like, you want to make sure they have a car read on it so you can, like, see the sales history, you know, to verify sales. Um, but it's the closest thing to a guarantee. Now, getting the location and then putting your own machines has the biggest boom or bust. Because when you put, because you can put a $1,500 machine in there 
and make six, seven hundred dollars a month. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a good, that's, that's good. a that's amazing good. return on investment. Yeah. Or you can put a machine there for fifteen hundred dollars or three thousand dollars, and you're making ninety dollars a month. You know what I'm saying? Like so, it's a it's the boom yeah, of bus is there. Bus. You know, but for me, I would prefer to just buy locations. locations. Like if you got money and you want to get in the business and you got a partner, you know, people that got some, you know, some bread. I would suggest doing that, you know what I'm saying? Because you know you're buying, this is what it's going to be. Mm. And you have the opportunity to make that location better. You know That's what I'm fair. saying? Because it's like, if it don't have car readers on it, you put car readers on it, it's going to boost your sales by 25, 35%. Mm. Right? And they may, people get used to certain things like habits. So they may be putting the same product in a machine that's not selling, but it's a habit. You come in and switch the shit out. Now you're making more money. I know that from taking over locations from people that have bad service. I know that from myself falling into a habit of doing stuff. I don't stock my machines. I haven't done it in a year. My sister handles all of that, you know, and she That's has fire. swapped things That's out. Fire, bro. She swapped things out for me. And I'm like, damn, man, we making like $200 more a month. Oh, she's like, yo, because I swapped out the soda and I started putting these different kind of juices in there. Like shit, all right, yo, do your thing. Do your do thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I became that guy. Yeah. I know how easy it is to fall into a habit and just like, oh, let me just fill the machine. You know what I'm saying? You know. So what's what's? Because I noticed something you said. You said bad service. You could elevate a bad service. What? So what would qualify as bad service when you got a machine somewhere? Um, a location where, like I said, they don't have uh, car readers on it, so okay. that limits the ability for people to use it because we, you know, we're in more of a digital, you know, time right, right. now. Um. Machine, all things are always getting stuck in the machines. That's the number one complaint. Dollars being Gotta eaten. Shake that joint. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Dollars man. being eaten. Mm -hmm. Expired product. Um, and not being restocked. You know what I'm saying? Like those kind of things. So when you come in, like you come in and you can alleviate all of that kind of stuff, you really, you can take that over. Like even, here's the thing. Like even if you lying about your service, just the fact that you saying you would do everything that they not doing, they not doing. you would be able to take it. Like, mm -hmm. people be like, oh, man, it's already got machines. That don't mean they doing good. Mm. That don't mean that they're great at what they're doing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't be deterred. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, because because I these will. other vendors, they're going to try to take your shit. For real? Mm -hmm. They're going to try to, listen, people make cold calls all the time. Like, hey, y'all got vending machines? Yeah, well, listen, let me tell you why ours is better than we can do for you. Like, you know, so mad people probably try to call my locations, but I do such a good job that you know they tell they, them like, "Nah, we good." <laughs> I'm saying we good. So when someone's buying a location, like, what does the turnover look like? What like, what do you have to do to make sure it's a smooth transaction and you know before you take over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like I said, for me, I I prefer like I always tell people like if you can, try to always get a location and have a car reader on it. So that you can pull up those cells, like, cause mm. you can't fake them. You can't right, fake, right, right, right. you can't fake those cells. You know That's what I'm saying? Like, That's it's, gym, it's gonna be on there. You know what I'm saying? Every car reader has a portal where, in real time, when the you cell see. is made, it goes on there. You know what I'm saying? So if you can look for that, um, that's very important. Um, you want to be able to test the machines to make sure the machines and stuff like that is going well. You know what I'm saying? And that's if you're buying a location that has a machine in it, because you can buy a location without a machine and buy it to take ownership of it to put your machine in it. And, you know, I'll talk about that a little later because that's yeah, something I have. Yeah, talk about that, bro. Yeah, yeah. So you want to make sure that, you know, you test the machines, all the buttons are working. Like, if you have a drink machine, you want to make sure that that shit is getting cold because you don't want to buy a machine. And right, it's hot. 
You got a hot ass right? soda. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You want to make sure that. You want to make sure that um, all the hours of operation, you know, like you want to know all the like the entry points, what time you can come in. You want to know what kind of products they like, what sell, what don't sell, things of that nature. If there's a commission being paid, if there is a commission being paid, to see the contract, to see, you know, you want that kind of stuff. Like if, because if nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, if you're paying commission, it's a contract. So you want to know that. You want to know how much you're paying commission, mm. how often it's being paid. Is it monthly, quarterly, yearly? Is it net? Is it revenue? You know what I'm saying? Is right, it gross right. sales? Like you want to know all that kind of stuff. Um, and even with the car readers, like you want to make sure, because this is some shit people don't even know. Like you want to make sure that the, the serial numbers on the portal that they're going to show you from the car sales match the car reader on the machine. Right. Okay. Sound crazy, right? Because... You can, because if you're green to the business, you don't know to really look for the serial number. So no, on each card reader inside the machine, it's a it's a box with a serial number on it. That tells you the card reader. That serial number is also on the portal when you check the device. So somebody can show you this machine and say it's making seven hundred dollars a month, and show you a card reader. The portal sells for a whole different card reader that's doing well. Whoa. And now you bought this thing, like, yo, I thought it was doing such and such, not even knowing that you need to make sure them serial numbers match. Mm-hmm. Whoa, you just gave out some game, bro. Yeah, yeah, For real. you know what I'm saying? I didn't so, know that. Like, I never heard of it. Yeah, 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 man. Like, that's, that's because, it's, it's, man, listen, they can get you, they'll get you. So people, so people <laughs> probably be, it's probably a lot of people that be getting scammed, getting into vending. Yeah, thinking they're gonna make some money, not knowing like now yeah. they're making fifty dollars a month because they got the wrong right. Cause they don't even know. So they thinking like, damn, like yeah, I saw the card sales. Like yeah, you saw you saw a card sale. You didn't see the that card, card sale. sale. You don't know if that's the one. You know what I'm saying? So I always make sure. You know, I tell my students or anyone like, hey, when you look at that shit, like make sure there's no when they sell you the card sales. Make sure they're not blacking out the serial number on the um the portal. Cause they're like, oh, because they were like, oh, you know, I just want to protect it now because you can't do nothing with that serial number unless the seller um, allows it. In order to transfer that car reader to you, they have to approve it with the car reader company. Oh. So it don't even matter. You know what I'm saying? So they don't need to black it out because I can't do nothing with that number unless you say yes. I have to provide my name, my my business, my address to the car reader company. They will then take that to the, the owner and be like, hey, they want this. Are you approving so make sure that they don't sell you know they ain't providing no sales report with blacked out serial numbers. Hey yo, y'all that's watching us, let me take my glasses off so I can see. Y'all that's watching us, listening, this is how you avoid getting scammed with investing in vending machines because that's something that, like I said, I ain't never heard of that. So I, I only could imagine how many people that was about to get into vending that didn't know that too. That's probably thinking, like I said, they gonna make all this money. And they not making shit just because somebody gave they sent, sent sent them off with the wrong serial number. That's some that's heavy, bro. Yeah, that's heavy, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you just said that. Go I want to ask you this: um, Is liability insurance a thing in the vending business? Like in case mm. uh, something goes wrong with the machines, or let's say somebody eats a product from a machine and, and something it. happens to them, mm-hmm. like something like that. Um, no, it's it's asked, but it's not asked as often as you might think, think because the. Companies, to be honest, they ain't, they're not thinking about that. And they, they only access certain places that where it makes a lot of sense. Like, excuse me, like a business office, they 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 know about having that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Certain large companies that know they know the value and they handle a lot of stuff like that. They're gonna want that. Um, and they want that. It's really like it's for them. Like having the insurance don't really do do nothing for you in regards to like claims. 
you really having that insurance because you don't want to get sued. You want your company to get sued. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, for the vending machine thing, like insurance is like $1,000 deductible. If you got to pay, unless you have a brand new machine, if you got to pay $1,000 for repair, you might just get another machine and not make the claim. Might you know what I'm saying? There's no point. You know, you really just, like I said, you really just protecting your personal assets versus exactly. your company. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not going to really make a claim. You know, like if something happened to my machine is $500, like I'm going to go fix it. I'm going to just pay for that. Facts. You know, unless you like my whole business, like if I had like 20 machines and let's say like when the protest stuff was happening and people breaking in all the machines, then you might do that because now, you know, you'll be having yeah. to pay a lot, you know, mm -hmm. so that's when it would come in. But other than that, for the most part, you want to have it um, with certain things, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, business office, maybe gyms, maybe, you know, um, things like that. And it's like, it's only like... $50 a month to have. Mm. Like, I pay $80 a month because it's 50 $55 a month if you, like, mail in. I know I'm not mailing shit in. No. So I pay that extra $25 a month to make sure my business is good. Business is good. No, that's crazy. And I I really like the, um, when it comes to vending, I like the um, the buying routes stuff just because I feel like that's something a lot of, a lot of people sleep on because everybody want to invest their money and that's something that you could easily do. Like, I remember when, I, when we had our office in California, it was this older guy he had an office next to us, and she laughed because the dude, the dude was crazy. That's he why she laughed. He was one of the craziest dudes I ever met, for real. He was funny though. But he had um he was he was investing vending machines a lot. He had like a big route, but he kept having heart attacks because he was mm -hmm. doing it all himself. So he kept having all these heart attacks. So he was like, I can't go to these places and pick up these packages. And he was like, my machine. He's like, my route making like one. I think he said like one hundred seventy thousand. He had a lot of machines. Mm -hmm. And he, but he sold it. He, I think he said he sold it for like 130, 140,000. I'm like, damn, that's that's good money, yo. Yeah, because you typically, like I said, they typically you typically sell it for one time the you know the annual yeah. revenue or maybe less. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can get a little more because like the more money it makes, the more you can get from it because it's like a real long term, long -term investment. investment. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody making five thousand dollars a year, I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest paying more than five thousand dollars for that. But if somebody making like thirty, forty, fifty thousand, and they want an extra seven to ten or twenty thousand, probably go that because like in a year and a half to two years, you're gonna be up. No, facts. Keep on going. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, like when you think about it, like, and this is why I have focused so much more time on vending than real estate because it's like it's working. Right. Like I just put, I just paid six thousand dollars for a new machine and a refurbished machine to put in a location, and it's going to be making me five to six thousand dollars a month mm. off of that six thousand dollars that i'm putting in you know what i'm saying so it's like if i was again in real estate i would have to pay to make six thousand dollars a month off of some shit i would have to pay yeah, yeah <laughs> like a lot <laughs> no, a lot, a, lot. a whole lot of you know what i'm saying now and i tell people you know what i'm saying like if I had the, you know, the ability to like, I was still always, I think real estate was always better long term in the fact of, you know, appreciation. Like my machines are not going to appreciate. It's just cash loan and cash is king. You know what I'm saying? So it's important to have that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why, like I said, that's why I do vending machine right now. I'm still focused on it heavy because I see an opportunity. I see when the pandemic hit, people, you know, when people <laughs> were stepping back. I was going forward, was going forward because my competition got eliminated by people being scared. When people, when the, when the, the pandemic hit, everybody said, oh, everything is shut down. Yep. You know, I, I don't operate that way. My mind is, let me figure out what the hell is still open, though. Because if I can find out what's still open, what can stand the test of time, we can stand through a pandemic, you know what I'm saying? I'll be you know good. I'm going to just start targeting them places. 
But did That's you target like hospitals and things like that? No, I didn't, I didn't talk of hospitals. Like hospitals is like the hardest shit to get into. Yeah, like, yeah, as I, an individual, I can imagine. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't target those kind of things. But I started targeting things that people probably not, you know, thinking about, like a trucking company. You know what I'm saying? You know, they be they be working, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They be working six days a week, sometimes 16 hours a day. So they're going to typically drink a lot of drinks because mm-hmm. they're going to they're gonna be thirsty. You know, burn the calories. You know what I'm saying? Certain kind of warehouses, landscaping. I got a landscaping company that makes like $700 a month with only 40 employees because they're always active. Um, dance studios and things like that. Active. Gymnastics. Right. You active, know they're going to go to the right? gym. Mm-hmm. Looking at things of that nature. Um, so I started to focus on what's open. And when I started to do that, it allowed me to, that's how I build my business. Like, because I started running ads when people was home. I'm like, all right, these businesses, they're going to see these ads because people are going to be home. They're going to be, you know, Googling and looking up stuff, send out some emails. You know what I'm saying? So I started to go towards business versus stepping back during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's how my, you know, my John grew. Like I said, like, you know, just to bring back to buying the route, you know, like I said, like paying that money, that one time fee for that money. And being able to make that every year is just so important. Like that's so why I tell important. people, like if you don't have ten thousand by yourself, partner with somebody. Partner, yeah. Say partner with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it's a guaranteed kind of thing. You, no, you just I think you 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 said a lot that was very 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 valuable. Like even what you saying, like how you something like you was wanting to get into real estate, but you were working on vending machines and it's working. Because I'm gonna believe like. When something's working, ain't no point of venturing out to other things unless you get way up. And that's one of the, to be honest, that's one of the biggest lessons that I learned this year. Like, I took a big L. It took a big, <laughs> so she rolled her eyes. <laughs> I took a big L recently, like almost a six-figure L recently. Mm. And that's something, like, when it happened, I immediately was like, I could have just kept fucking doing what I was doing. That's been making me a lot of money. Just kept doing that and started, instead of trying to get into new shit. Like, I could just keep, like, that's why I always, now I'll be preaching to people. I'm like, if something is working, just keep doubling down on that. I just tweeted that shit last yeah. night because yeah. for me, I have my vending machine business. That's my one thing. But I have four or five different ways to make money with it. Exactly. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? So when I talked about buying location, that's, like, where I'm at today, that has helped me so much. Like, that's my own business within itself now. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I got... I'm gonna be real. Like I got, I was still working. You know what I'm saying? I was still working as um, about to be a whole lot of words and say a whole bunch of nothing, but <laughs> uh, independent contractor, behavioral specialist. Um, so I was making like fifty dollars an hour. You know, working with people that have behaviors and stuff like that. You know, which is really good money. And that was my foundation. Like you know, what I'm saying like I can make. I was making six figures like doing that. That's my foundation. Um, but I got fired from there April 29th, right? And in that same, I'm gonna be real, in that same time, I had just got mad locations at once and I put machines in them all, you know what I'm saying? So I I was tapped out financially in regards to like money I had to spend. Like I still have money in stocks and crypto, but like, you know, that to me, that's, that, don't don't like, that don't right. exist. That don't exist. So I'm like, all right, well, shit, well, I still got my job check coming, so I'll be all right. But the motherfuckers fired me like before I can even get another check. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how to pay payroll? So, <laughs> right, and then, and then my, you know, my, we, you know, we're engaged now, but my, my fiance, like, we have broke up. Shit, you know, we broke mm-hmm. up. So that was like, I called that the hell week, right, initially. Yeah, a lot going on. And that same week, all in like two days time frame. But, you know, I'm like, man, that means some shit about the pop pop off of me. That's how I look right? at it. You know. So <laughs> what ended up happening was I had ended up getting so many locations at one time in Philly that I'm like, man, 
let me just sell a couple of these. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it, I can't take them all. Mm -hmm. So I sold a couple of them. And then I'm sitting back like, damn, like, I just sold three, four locations, you know. And I think I was charging, I only charged like $500 at that moment. You know what I'm saying? So I just made like $2,000 off of selling these locations. It's like, first of all, I need to up my price because these other places will charge a whole lot more. Like, they, someone will charge $1,200 just to look for it for you. Not to guarantee, but just to look. look. So I'm like, all right, the vending location is the most biggest part of the business. Like, without a location, like, you can have 100 machines and they just sit in your garage. You need the location. That's crazy. So I'm like, all right, I need to start charging more for these locations and charge, you know, on a scale based on, like, how many people is going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, my thing is, like, if it's under 50, maybe charge 1000 for it. You know, it's a one-time fee. If it's, you know, 75, 1500 If it's over 100, 2000 to just cap it down. Because I don't want to milk nobody. But what I'm saying to say is that because when I realized, like, all right, I did this shit in Philly, I'm like, what if I took it nationwide? Mm. And that's what I did. So from from let's say may no i really started in june from june till now i made over a hundred thousand selling locations mm. just you know what i'm saying so like because at my job i wasn't making much money because the pandemic hit and then you know they wanted to see somebody in person I'm like i'm trying to not do it so much so i wasn't make i wasn't even making like the eight to nine thousand i was making a month i wasn't making that no more so when i celebrated you know making up three hundred thousand this year that's strictly off of my company you know what I'm saying? That's coming off of me. And like I said, like, started selling locations. So I vet it. I go and, you know, I make sure everything is fine. I do the location assessment. I get an agreement with the location and I sell it to who's the first person that responds. And I have 12,000 people on my yeah, email list. And, and you I'm know on what there. I was just about to say, I get an email <laughs> down there every day. It's so, a new location. So your people, yeah. and I sell them all. Like, none of them go unsold. You know what I'm saying? So you see them emails. Yeah, I see them so, every day. All the time, you know, and that's. And like I said, I took that, which is, it's a part of my vending business. So mm -hmm. that's another stream of income. That's hard, bro. That's hard. Salute. But I branched out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, I branched out. We have a cold calling. Like we do the cold calls. You know, where we're charging like five, six hundred dollars to make these calls and stuff like that. Um, that's another part. You know what I'm saying? I have my vending. Like I, I use one thing and branch off to make multiple streams of income. Exactly. So instead of, cause I'm in the same way trying to put some money in some stuff. You know, oh that shit. Like all right, let me make some. Like, nah, man, double down. Double you know what I'm saying? Down. Like, just mm -hmm. double down on what I do. How can I, and every year, I'm like, how can I make my business um, better? Better. How can I grow yep. more? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because um, the thing that I'm going to be doing next um, is, nah, I ain't going to say that. Don't say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm but it's, it's going to be something that for people who are like, you know, trying to put some money in or who got some big amount, like, it's going to be something that's going to be beneficial for them. You for know them. what I'm saying? Like, but. Me and my fiance got to give her a shout out because she amazing and she she definitely helps me with um, encouragement, giving me advice and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So we've been talking about something that we want to you know put in fruition mm -hmm. for the upcoming year. You know, and I just actually I just got her her first location, started her vending machine business. Word, that's that you know absolute. we we bought the. Uh, we about to have that out coming up. You know, uh, I just gifted my sister. I saw that one. I just gifted her her. Her vending machine business. So I gave her um, two machines that make $600 a month. And I gave that to her because right, same way I moved from where we're from to Philly, she did the same thing last year, um, just believing in me. You know what I'm saying? She believed, like, my brother going to take care of me. And she's, like I said, I'm able to live in Maryland while she's in Philly taking care of my business. Mm. And I had to give that to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, 
So yeah, yeah, man. Shit That's is, hard, bro. That's hard. Yeah. But what's, what's crazy is from the from this conversation, we had you start off at fifteen dollars an hour to yeah get to that point making. That was no, we, no, we we about to get into another milestone. We about, <laughs> I, got, I got I you probably know where I'm going. We about to get into another yeah. milestone. There. But before, wait, before I go, that we gonna go into our, um our next sponsor real quick. This episode is also sponsored by The Morning Meetup. One thing all successful people have in common is strong connections. If you're trying to break into the entrepreneurial world, you're looking, you're looking to network with like-minded individuals, or you're looking to take your business to the next level. Currently, entrepreneurs from all across the country meet up every morning for a daily meeting from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern to start the day off right. If you want to join this community, there's never been a better time to try it out because for a limited time only, you can start a seven-day trial for just one dollar. If you're looking to get started with the morning meetup, you can go to www.dmorningmeetup.com slash one dollar trial. And like as always, the link for that is in the description of this podcast episode. So like I said, speaking of um, milestones, I got to go into something that you tweeted. And then I got I to gotta tell you congrats as well, because this is major. You said I did it. I've officially made 300000 this year. I got fired from my I got fired from my jobs eight months ago and dedicated my time building myself and my business up. I made 30 k in 2018. To make 10x my income in three years is an accomplishment for me. So I want to tell you first, salute on that. That's I appreciate that, right. man. That, that's a big fucking deal, bro. So I just want to say, like, it's like first I want to, how does that, what, what, what that feel? Like, I know it feel amazing just to go from, like I said, having jobs to eight months ago to leaving and making 30 k a couple years ago to make $300,000 in one year. That's a big uh, fucking man. deal, man. It's a, uh, it was a, it was a goal that I had probably about three, four months ago when I thought, when I saw that it can be possible. You know, like, I'm like, let me just shoot for the, shoot for it. you know what I'm saying? Um, so it feel amazing. It feel even more amazing because like I made, I made 238 last year, which was a big jump from 72 in 2019. <laughs> amazing jump. That's amazing. So coming into this year, I was like, all right, man, I just want to, can I at least do 200? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm like, maybe last year was a fluke. Like it was a new year. Like it was, it just, I could, I couldn't believe that it happened like that for me. You know what I'm saying? Like it, before I knew it, like, I mean, to be transparent, like I remember in 2019, uh, December was like the first time I made 10 K in a month. I was ecstatic about it. And I only wanted to make $5,000 a month. Cause I'm like, you know, I, shit, I wasn't making more than like two thousand. Sixty thousand a year, right? You know what I'm saying? That's all I wanted. Like that's a lot of money to my fucker. I was when making thirty thousand. Yeah, when you broke. So when I made ten thousand, I'm like, all right, my goal is to make twelve thousand, and if I do that for the rest of my life, I'm good. Mm-hmm. January the following month, I made nineteen thousand, and I couldn't believe it, but I had nothing to show for it. Mm, I had nothing for it. I don't know what the fuck the money was. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I be. That's how I be. <laughs> I have no idea. Don't that's know. You know what I'm saying? But that's what, you know what I'm saying? So that shit made me focus even more. So I'm saying that because when I, I, I have money, I have money and I put it in great places. I save money. Um, well, more so now I invest it because it's like I, I learned investing is more important than saving. Mm-hmm. Um, but this milestone feels better than like jumping from 72 to 238. 238 to 300,000 because I did it primarily for me. Like I had, like I said, I made 100K for my, my, my job last year. So that foundation was there. Um, but doing it on myself, where it wasn't even a, a decision I made. It was like my back was against the wall. And instead of folding, I'm like, all right, I'm going to make this happen. Up. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, it felt, it felt, it felt great. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even, I wanted it and then I didn't really like, 
fully get into my my you know my fiance texted me and was like yo man like you really you did it. how I feel to be a superstar I'm like what no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying and it's like it's, it it's crazy up. like sometimes we like I know for myself I put I have these goals where you know having certain round numbers or something it's like right. it, it don't really mean much but like when I think about doing three times you know ten times my income in what three years that's yo that's you know what I'm saying you said 2018 30,000 bro 20 2020 in 2021 yeah. 300,000 bro like that's so dope just because I know it's hella other people out here that's making that much money they, they right. might not even know like right. it, ain't, it can't happen that fast when I'm making good money that's three years and that's why in the one like people be asking like you know people have a problem when you talk about the money you make and right. for me until the day I die I'm gonna do it and it's not to flex it's not it's because like bro I was there you know what I'm saying like, I was there just like, there I was there I literally was there my uncle um, is a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? So he's the only person that I had knew, knew prior to now was a millionaire. He was 60 years old. He got a bunch of real estate properties. But before I moved, he showed me like his black book that has the amount of money he made. He's making 30000 a month off of his rental income. And when I saw that shit, I'm like, like, are you serious? But his transparency showed me like, yeah, you can do this. He's like, you can do it. All you got to do is do this, this, and this. Like he taught me a lot about real estate and I use that as far as, you know, how to be professional and to be in my vending machine stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I, I talked to him and my, my grandfather who showed him the business about vending machine. And they're they not even answering questions about vending machine. they just talking about business from what they do. And it'd be helpful. That's helpful. But them showing, like, them showing me, like, this is how much I make doing this made me like, oh, I can do this. I know you. Mm. I know you. So if I know you and I get to talk to you every day. Every we go day. To fucking I know lunch, it's possible. I know I can do this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, my, my home, you know what I'm saying? And this is something, like, when I talk about in my book, you know, because I have a book coming out um, next Wednesday, January 5th. I talk about um, it in my book where I don't compare. I never compare. You know what I'm saying? Like, the guy I used to be friends with, when I was making $60 a month, he was making, like, 3000 a month off his vending machine or four, whatever how much he was making. You know what I'm saying? But I never, I didn't get discouraged. I'm like, oh, shit, I but if he making that shit, I know I can do you can make it. And I always, and not in a negative way. I want people to have that when they, like, man, as I said, the markets can do this shit. I can do this I shit. I can do this shit. Because I'm not, like, I ain't got no special talent that I did. You know what I'm saying? I ain't have no crazy advantages. I was just think that I believed in itself. Yeah, man, <laughs> it was like, I'm going to do it. Like, I took a, you know what I'm saying? I took an L and like, I right, well, how can I get better at this shit? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I'm the type of person, like, right now, I'm, I told you, rational confidence. I can go fight Canelo Alvarez, get my ass whooped, <laughs> and be like, you know what? If I, I wasn't, if, yeah, yo, all I got to do next time is <laughs> watch out for the hook. You know what I'm saying? What? Like, that's that's no, how. No, facts, facts. That's how I always operated, man. I always operated that way. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if people know me, people that know me know, like, I was always going to be here. Mm. Like, they ain't know for what. Not, how it was going to happen. You just, just knew it was going to happen. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Because the mindset is important, man. Like, people, everything. people believe that like, you can't, you can't mindset your way out of everything. That's not. Man. I don't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely know that, especially as being black, we have certain disadvantages. But I do believe that, like, at some point in time, like, your mindset have to, you got to kick in to, yeah. you know, a, a new gear. You know what I'm Facts. saying? Like, for me, if I've been doing the same shit all the time, I got to try something different. Facts. And not be scared to fail. Because right. if I believe my life is already bad, I'm just going to be back to being bad. Be bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Yeah, that accomplishment is something major to me because that just means that next year I can you do, do, do it more. <laughs> but, but no, no, real talk. That's why access, like you said, your uncle. That's why access is so important because access shows you 
Because you might, if you don't know somebody and you see it, you like, mm-hmm. man, this person ain't nothing like me. Like, they just on a whole nother level. But somebody you know, you talk to, it's like, mm-hmm. hold on. Like, I got a, um, I got a friend of mine. She made 20, 20 or $30 million this year. And, like, I went to go, I went out to uh, spend a weekend with her at Mansion and all that, kicking it. And just talking to her, I'm like, you know, you create ideas in your mm-hmm. mind. Like, to get to that point, you got to be so, like, doing some otherworldly shit. And just being around and talking to her, it, it's not true. You know what I'm saying? Just stand down what she doing, what's working, just going all in on it. So it's like, damn, if she could do it, she regular like me. I could do that. I could do 20, mm-hmm. 30 in a year now. I changed my life with $10,000, man. I saved $10,000 making $15 or $15 to $17 an hour. Damn. And How long did that take? Like nine months because, hey, listen, sacrifice. I moved in with my mom for nine months. Motherfuckers okay, laughed at me. Okay. Like, I asked people oh. laugh at me about that. It ain't matter. My mom good now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How old was you at the time? I was this was this was right before I moved to Philly. So I was twenty seven. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I, that's like, that's a humbling experience. For right. You, to you do know, that. from from going away to college, getting your bachelor's and then getting your master's and then, you know what I'm saying, like moving in. I had a I had I had a son at that time too. You know what I'm saying? I had a two year old son. So moving back on my mom, crib like yeah, motherfuckers might judge that. You know, women might right. not want to date a man. Like, nah, you know, I ain't, all right, listen, listen. I had, right, a, right I had a plan. So I stayed with my mom for nine months. I didn't, you know, people be having some problem. People saying like, oh, sacrifice or like, nah, you like sacrifice fun. We don't got to have sacrifice fun. Like, all right, cool. Like, you're not sacrificing. Somebody's doing that shit. And mm-hmm. then you're looking at somebody live the life you want to live. And the difference is that they did make that sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? So I sacrificed going out. Um, buying expensive stuff, buying new stuff. Like I, I just, I just stayed down for nine months. You know what I'm saying? Took that ten thousand. That was the ten thousand that I used when I moved to Philly. You know what I'm saying? So twenty eight hundred I spent on that program. That was bad. Forty five hundred I spent. You know what I'm saying? On my first placement, and I just kept going from there. But like, I, yeah, I, I sacrificed. Like that was mm-hmm. my. That's the you, thing. You spent twenty eight hundred on the program to teach you about vending. Right. So twenty eight hundred. Cause it was it was supposed to come with it was supposed to come with like a website it's supposed to come oh, okay, with okay. a course it's supposed to come oh, with lo- all, all that shit and it was right. no you know what I'm right. saying like do that for less than yeah. more less than that you know so but yeah I I, I ain't know yeah right. that's you why and that's you one of the reasons know. why right. I have a course is to let motherfuckers know how to do this thing mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you know people be getting a bad rap for having courses and stuff like that yep. um but shit I wish I'd have had that then I would have I wish if I'd have paid one ninety seven two hundred dollars or one fifty back then. And save, you know, I might have been better prepared for a next location, but I couldn't, I wasn't making no money for my first location. So I didn't have, you know, I didn't have, like, if I'd have more money, then I probably would have been prepared for another one. You know mm. what I'm saying? So me, and like I said, I, I said, it, you know, um, off air, but like, I got fired like 10 times in like three years. So like, I, I, I realized that, man, listen. This shit probably ain't, you know, this working thing is not for me. Not, not in a negative way, but in the sense that, like, I knew that my personality and how I operated wouldn't work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I believe that people should, like, stay to 9 to 5 as long as you can. I agree. Because, like I said, that 100K I was making helped me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Helped me a lot being able to mm. invest into my business. Um, but I knew long term I couldn't do that. You know mm. what I'm saying? Because whether, no matter how much I love the job, it always got to a point where I knew it. Or they knew it that it was like it was going to be, be, yeah. be forever. <laughs> and I just want to say to the people that's watching and listening to this, to um, if you think about getting into vending and that's something that you're interested in, definitely subscribe to um, Marcus's email because, like I said, he, I get an email every single like every single day about a new location he got somewhere and stuff like that. So 
That's going to make it so much easier for you if you're looking to start. Just go subscribe to his email. And I want to ask you, so now how many um how many uh, vending machines do you have now? Um, I probably have like, I probably only have like 14 now. 14, that's still and, a lot. You know, but I, I, I've been selling things because I've been, I'm downsizing. Like even now, I'm selling um, like half my, my route right now. Really? Why is that? Um... Because my my sister like she takes care of my stuff, you know what I'm saying? And like I have a I have another company, I have a um a autism company where we provide okay. services to people with autism stuff. That's like dope, that. bro. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So she works for my company there too, you know. And like I said, she does a lot of so it's like to make it easy on her, you know, just downsize my route. Like I just said, I just got a location that's making like you know I'm making five six thousand dollars a month. Mm. So selling. Selling yeah. some stuff that's making five six thousand a month is taken care of. So if I reduce my stuff to where I have five machines making me one fifty to two hundred k, it's not bad. You know, what I'm you know, so that's what I'm doing. So if anybody looking to buy a, you know, you in the Philly area, um, if you're looking to, you know, what I'm saying like if you're looking to even invest, um, passively because I'm trying to downsize for that reason, but my sister still want to work. So she said she was still. Work it, and I have somebody else that will work. Oh, the, yeah, so if you're looking to buy um, some some routes in Philly, that's gonna be where you don't have to do anything except for to collect the money each month. Um, tap in with me because, like I said, I'm selling part of my business. I have some I have some great locations in there. None of them make less than six fifty a month. Mm. Um, we have one that makes six fifty a month, one seven fifty, one seven fifty, or eight hundred, and then one that's three thousand. <laughs> right. So if you're looking to tap in. No, that's hey, hey, y'all watching, y'all listening. If you, you in Philly or interested, know somebody that's interested, y'all definitely better hit them up because they gonna be gone. I'm yeah, letting yeah, them know yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, they yeah, them, them about yeah, to be I gone. <laughs> yeah, because the company that um that I got the location that's doing six k a month, they have another location they want me to put machines in too. Mm. So I can <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Two things, you know what I'm saying? That's, like I said, and I'll tell people like the number one reason I got that. The, the way I do is, like I said, breaking down the signs, but also investing a lot of money into my business, like into my brand. Like, you know, I have I have a van that has my logo and name and logo on it. I have all my business cards, all my machines, have my stickers on it, my website. I run ads um, like I do all of that stuff to I, I said this for the first time we was on here to appear like a big business. Like yep. they don't know that. It's me. It was just me and now me and my sister. They don't know that shit. My sister going there with a hat, her polo. She coming in with a dolly, with all this stuff. They don't know. You know what I'm saying? We we present ourselves as a big business and then we deliver as a big business. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I have, I'm going to give a shout out to one of my mentees named Maya. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's in Atlanta. She finished college um, and during the pandemic. So, May 2020. She, she had bought my course. She had did a consultation with me. She got the website. I promise you, in a couple months, she hit me like, yo, she got this apartment location making making money. And then she got another one that made 50K a year, right? And then she got another one. And so you're talking about somebody who finished college who came out. Like, when I finished college, I couldn't find a job at all. I was over. I had to go back to the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to go back home. She come out right away making a hundred thousand pretty much off of vending machines, you know what I'm saying? And, but she she followed everything that what I did to the team. Everything. Mm -hmm. Everything. When I seen her purse her, her shirt, hat, logo, sticker, everything she followed to a T. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta like 
people will always be trying to ask me about getting in, and they always trying to go the least expensive route. And I think you yeah. know, which is cool, but it's like at some point in time, like if you can, if you're gonna keep paying like low fees. quality, you, you know, you're not trying to put all that you know time and money into it. You're not gonna really elevate. You know, say so like. That's a fact. You know, so like I put, I pay fifteen thousand dollars a year for a software that can help me find vending locations. Like, is am my competitors willing to do that? Probably nope. not. But are they gonna do what I'm doing? Probably not. That's what set you that's apart. Important. That's important. And this, this is a, this is the final question I got for you, just for somebody that's listening to this, because like I said, people always they might have skipped over their head in the beginning part. I just want you to break down how can somebody that's thinking about getting this vendor. Because people, like I said, people are always like, I need a step by step. I don't know mm-hmm. how that works. Like, somebody want to get a bit and break it down, how they can, where to start and how they can move forward with it. Um, I have it's four different strategies that I, you know, I kind of tell people about. Um, I call one is the, you know, one is the, um, the spender. And that's the person who buys the vending routes that are already established. You know what yep. I'm saying? You're buying the guarantee business. You're putting five or 10000 to pay for vending locations that's making that amount of money per month. You know what I'm saying? So you can find them on Craigslist, Facebook Market, OfferUp, any place where they sell, you can find those locations. Um, and then you have someone that I call um, is the builder, which is myself. That's where I do everything. You know what I'm saying? I start from the ground. That's where I look for locations. I cold call. I run ads and do things like that. Like that's that's another strategy that you can use. You can be the side hustler where you don't have to spend as much money. You know what I'm saying? You probably do some cold calls. You probably do f- on foot going to spots. And like you said, you don't have your website. You don't have none of that kind of stuff. But you put a lot of groundwork in to get your you know, couple machines. You don't want to make a whole lot of... You just want a couple things. Um, and even the flipper. You know what I'm saying? Like the flipper is a person... You might buy some machines for cheap on Craigslist, pay to get them fixed, and then sell them. Mm. Find a location that needs a machine... And sell it to somebody that's looking to put machines in there. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Do those kind of things to make money. Um, so, you know, to get in, like I said, step one is to find a location. Mm-hmm. Well, before you find a location, find out where you're going to get your machines from. That's very important because when you get a location, you don't want to be scrambling for machines. No, you want to already know this is where I'm going to go. You already know it's going to take two or three weeks for delivery, whatever. So find out where you're going to get your machines from and then start looking for a location. All right. So when you start looking for a location, um, you want to make sure, you know, you want to if you want a cold call, write down a list of businesses, the type of businesses you want to put a machine. So if you want apartments, offices, um, schools, et cetera. Make that, you know, write that down and then look for businesses that fit each one of those criteria in your area. Right. You can do that or you can hire a vending locator. You know, and that's where you have professional callers who will place these calls for you to find locations. So you don't really have the time to make all those calls. I don't. Right. I don't want to make 200, 300 calls. So I hire somebody to do that. And that's a new service that we just, you know, we just breaking out this month. Are oh, you vertically um, integrated for real? Right. You know what I'm saying? So we, we do that. You know, we, we do that. Um, well, we have people who call. They, they make these calls for you. And we set up meetings for you. Now, none of the locators can guarantee anything you know what i'm saying what they can guarantee they should be able to guarantee is at least getting you a meeting with a location right. and it's on you to close the deal close it. and that's the difference between selling the the vendor locator and just selling locations like the locations it's already solidified i already have it on the contract it's good it's yours to go when you pay what the locator is more so we set it up for you and it's on you to close the deal, close the deal. you know what i'm saying like because i you know, i can't be at fault if you go in there unprepared mm-hmm. that's a fact 
right? You know what I'm saying? I know how to close the deal. You know, so we have that. Um, but like I said, you can hire a vendor locator. If you're looking for one, you can come holler at me. Um, if not, there's other locators out there, you know, because I don't really care. I, don't, I ain't worried about competition. Um, so you can do that. Um, like I said, you buy routes. You can buy routes. Um, one thing I just want to make sure people do is, like, you know, assess the location, man. Assess the location. Like, that means, like, know how many people are going to be in that location. Should you stake it out? Nah, just, you know, like when you right. meet with like, and that's, and I'm just saying once you, a uh, location say they're interested in services, like don't miss anything. Like I missed some shit my first location. That's why I was where I was at. You know what I'm saying? So don't assume it's a big building. A lot of people here. No. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that the amount of people going to be there, who going to have access. Like that is so important. Who going to have access, where the machine is going to go. Like if you have a a machine in, in an apartment building, right? And they put that shit in, they want you to put it in a laundry room. Like, you know, that's that's not good. That's not good. Why? No. Because motherfuckers do their laundry maybe once yeah. a week, right. once every two weeks. That's a fact. Put it in the lobby where people got, it's a part of their daily habit. Where, like, I put machines on, I have machines on the second floor of a building that's making a lot of money. And then I put machines on the 10th floor. And I've seen that the machines was doing amazing on the second floor being outsold by the machine on the 10th floor. And that's because when somebody, like, you have to go in the, you know, this specific area, you know, it's like a gym there, like, you have to go in that area to to go to the machine for the second floor. But on the 10th floor, as soon as you come off the elevator, it's right there. So even if you're not thinking about no damn snacks... You're going to see it. You're going to have to. Let me, well, let me might as well grab some before I go in my room. Let me grab some while I'm leaving out. Like... You, that's important. You know what I'm saying? You want to put it there. You know, you want to make sure you measure the doorways. You know, you want to measure where the space is, you know, is going to go. You want to make sure there's no steps because a lot of, a lot of, vend, you know, a lot of vending machine people that deliver machines don't want to deal with no steps. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if they have to, they need to know how many because they have to use a certain kind of, you know, tools and stuff like that. So you want to take measurements. That's a very important stuff that people don't have. Um, you want to make sure that, you, you know, you communicate, you know, how often you're going to come out there. You know, you want to communicate those kind of things. You want to make sure that, you know, you you want to make sure that, you know, you know what kind of product they may want. Now, you want to make sure things that they don't want. Um, you also don't ever, ever, ever bring up commission. If they don't ask, don't offer. You know what I'm saying? Because people always be like, okay, you're making this amount of money, but how much you got paying rent? Not much. You know what I'm saying? Out of all my locations, I pay commission at like three of them. And mm. the one I'm making like 6K, I don't got to pay shit there. Because they just want the services. They, want the they serve, just want the, the services. They didn't really care about making the money. You know, like now if you offer it, they're going to probably they gonna like, take it. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes if you have competitors, it might, and if it's a great location, you might want to offer commission because I would rather pay, you know, so I would rather make, and if I offer 10 or 20, whatever, 15, I would rather make, set, you know, 80, 90% of something and 100% of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So if I have to offer commission, I'll do it. You know, and that's only if I know what kind of um, people they're meeting with. Like, I know there's certain big companies that, you know, they 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 big big dogs yeah, out there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So if I know they, I already know their commission rate because I've been up against them mm -hmm. multiple times. I've lost out locations to them. I've won, so I know what they kind of offering. You know, um, but for the most part, don't ask. Like, don't don't offer commission. Don't say nothing about right. it. Um, my commission rate goes by size obviously so if it's less than 50 people or 50 or less i ain't trying to i'm trying to do five percent at most mm. you know what i'm saying if it's up to 75 you know maybe 10 percent 
100, you know, 15%. I try to max out at 15%. And, but if they want 20% and it's going to be a machine, you know, that's going to be making me four figures a month, they're going to get 20%. If they want 25%, they're going to get 25%. Because even after that, I'm still walking away making a good amount good of money amount off of money. it. You know what I'm saying? But like I say, don't buy a machine before you have somewhere to put it. Do not offer them commission. Um, if you want to boost sales in a certain kind of location, like an office, a warehouse where people are going to talk to one another, maybe put, you know, a dollar in the back of some of your product, you know, because that's going to create buzz, you know? So people are going to be like, yo, I went and bought some snacks and some money on it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I played around with scratch-offs. That make it cool too. You know, if you don't feel comfortable with scratch-offs, um, just use the dollar method, you know? And people are typically going to put that dollar right back in the machine, and more because they're going to try to they're going to try to make some, you know what I'm saying and those definitely work in places like like I said offices um, if you have a like, like a senior location where it's a lot of older people like they definitely going to hey listen you know how hey girl I went to the vending machine you know so yeah yeah you want to you want to um, you want to do that um yeah, yeah. So pretty much that's that's my strategy when it comes to the vending location. Like I make sure I assess it. I make sure the measurements is there. Um, another tip, two. I'm gonna give you two tips to be able to um, close the location, um, and that's bring some snacks with you when you meet with the location. You know what I'm saying? Set yourself apart. So hand them some Doritos, hand them a Gatorade, hand them a Snickers and stuff like that. They're gonna feel they're gonna feel good. Um, when they finish that meeting with you, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And also let them know that you're going to leave petty cash. That's so important because one of the main things that people are always worried about when it comes, what happens if the machine eats my money or something gets stuck? Don't worry about it. We're going to have petty cash in the office so somebody can go get reimbursed right there and they feel comfortable. All right, well, shit, man, they mm-hmm. check all the boxes. Those are important things that people don't, you know, think about. But mm-hmm. when you say that because you always want to sound like you are the biggest professional right. when it comes to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't even give them the opportunity to ask questions. I tell them all of these things. They be like, well, shit, all right, well, he on it. He let's on go. It. There's you nothing know? else I can say. nothing they can say. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I run through it, and it's, it's, it's like clockwork for me. No, you, mm-hmm. hey, you, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you know your shit, bro. You, you gave a lot, of, a whole lot of value, a whole lot of game for this episode that I know is going to have a lot of people. Because like I said, this has been like the most requested topic, like pretty much all year long. So I'm, I'm super happy that we was finally able to get this done. But before you wrap up, you had any other questions, D? No. Well, I just want to say, man, I really take you, appreciate you taking the time to fly out here to come on the podcast and get this happen, bro. Like, I don't take that for granted, bro. I really appreciate you, man. You gave a lot of value. But before you wrap up, I want you to plug in all your stuff with the book, Laws of Investing. Like, everything you got, people can follow you, mm-hmm. purchase products, everything, you can plug it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, man. My book, this is this is um one of the things I'm most proud of, you know what I'm saying? Like, to write a book. Um, it's called Laws of Investment. Investing, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like Laws of Attraction. But I do these things that build towards, you know, investing in and helping me become successful. So um, it's five, these five principles I follow, which allow me to be where I am today. Um, the first is um, stack your money. Um, the second is acquire assets. The third is don't pocket watch. The fourth is that. flex when necessary. I love that. And the fifth is act your wage. I love that. So all of these principles <laughs> are things that I follow. And each of these, you know, things as a story that happened in my life that showed, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, with Stack Your Money, I talk about, you know, when I moved in with my mom, 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I had to sacrifice to move in with my mom. And then when I moved to Philly, I moved in with my friend. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's a sacrifice. I'm acquired assets to talk about making investments while working your nine to five. People be making it seem like you got to do either or. No, you can do both. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, don't pocket watch. That's where I talk about the comparison to the thief of joy. You know what I'm saying? So when I was making $60 a month and my friends were making thousands, I never compared, you know, or hated or felt some type of way. I just knew that my turn was going to come. It was gonna cool. Come. You know what I'm saying? Um, flex when necessary. I talk about the importance of celebrating your wins, whether they're big or small. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be humble. You don't have to be humble. You know, you can be proud of what you... Because who, gonna, who really going to... Be proud and brag about you more than yourself. Nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, I talk about being comfortable with being proud of yourself. Um, and the fifth one is act your wage. You know what I'm saying? Like, when when I made that 19000 in January 2020, I blew it. I blew it. You know what I'm saying? And I had to learn, like, listen, man, like, I'm still, even right now, I'm on a budget with everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not because I can't afford something, but because it's just some point where I just, I, I shouldn't go over that price point. You know what I'm saying? With everything in my life, I just shouldn't go over that price point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses. I'm like, for the most of the time, like, I I, I lease a Nissan. Every two years, I just read, I get a new lease. Get a new one. You know what I'm saying? But prior to that, I was driving a 2008 Grand Dodge Grand Caravan, my vending business van, with 70,000 miles on it, driving everywhere with it. I ain't, I started making 20,000 a month, but like, I ain't got to go get a crazy car. You know what I'm saying? Nothing like that. Nah, I didn't. Like, so, accurate wage is something that people mess up because we talked about it before um, when the pandemic happened. You know what I'm saying? If I stayed doing the shit I did in January, I probably would have been hurt. Right. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Five, you know, we going three, four months without really being able to make money. You, you, you done. You done. You know what I'm saying? So, I already planned for a pandemic, even though I didn't know what was happening. I just like, if anything ever go wrong, my money going to be here. Going to be there. You know what I'm saying? So please get this book. It's going to be available on all platforms, whether it's Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. Um, it's, it's going to be released January 5th. Okay, so, so it's not you, out yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you want to get it next Wednesday. Like okay. I said, I'm excited about it. Um, I do have a vending machine course that you can grab on um, www.marcusgram.digital. Um, like I said, I have a locator services. If you're looking for vending machine locations and need help, you know, want us to call for you, you know, you can get it on there. You can follow me on Twitter at Brother Graham, um, on Instagram at I am Brother underscore Graham. Um, I'm, even though I got 53,000 followers on TikTok, I don't really use it as much because I don't. You got to use that TikTok. <laughs> you got to um, use that. Song. But I think um, it's like Marcus Graham underscore. Okay. Um, so you can follow me in all of those places. Um, I'm typically responsive um, for the most part. Um, I'm always going to talk about business. I'm always going to talk about real, you know, stuff. Um, you know, I let people know that even though I'm in business, you know, it's not who I am. It's what I do. You know what I'm saying? Sex. So I'll never lose sight of who I am. Um, if you're a man and you want, you know, to join my weekly um, men's, you know, wellness Wednesday on Twitter, you want to follow me on Brother Graham. You know what I'm saying? Follow me at Brother Graham. That's something that's very important to me that I want to focus on moving forward. And just every Wednesday having a space where, men we can just come and just talk about real stuff. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and, you know... Be there for one another. Um, so, like I said, every Wednesday, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern, it's uh, Men's Wellness Wednesday that, you know, with Marcus Graham. Um, mm -hmm. And, again, I want to thank y'all again because y'all had me on here last February. You know what I'm saying? It was February. I remember it was February 2020. Um, 
And you definitely, you know, introduce a lot of people to me. To this day, people will hit me up. Yo, I heard you on the Millionaire Mindset podcast, <laughs> man. Like, they, you know what I'm saying? So I had to come out here. It didn't matter yeah. when. Like, That's love, bro. Like, hey, man, you do it? Yeah, listen, let me know. I'm going to come out here, you know. Um, so I appreciate y'all. Y'all y'all grown a lot. Thank you, you know bro. What I'm saying? This, Thank this you. is... Thank this you. is, you know what I'm saying? And y'all, um, y'all definitely motivated. You know what I'm saying? Y'all motivated and shit like that, you know? Thank so you. I love what y'all do together. Um, I think that it's so important to see black couples, you know, being happy, you know? Because it seems like when you talk about it, people always have a negative thing to say. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. well, you know, they probably not happy. Nah, mm -hmm. man, no. That's, that's dope, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you, It's bro. cool that y'all successful, y'all doing this shit together. Mm -hmm. And I'm, hey, I'm trying to do the same thing on my woman. That's you know what I'm saying? Too. I want... Yeah, sure. man, you know what I'm saying? So, yo, appreciate y'all, man, because y'all doing a lot. Y'all doing a lot for people, man. Thank like, y'all, y'all top 50, right? Yeah, yeah, for oh, it's, been, it's been, it's been, oh, it's been, what, like, almost a year, two years straight? Hey, I yeah. tell my kids, yeah. like, I'm on the top 50 podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That's hard, man. Thank you. No, thank you for those words, for real, bro. That, that mean a lot, bro. I don't take that for granted, for real, man. And uh, before we wrap up, D, what's your, uh, all your stuff where people can find you, follow you, all that good stuff? And you can find me on Instagram at Deanna Kent, Twitter Deanna S. Kent, and YouTube, Lessons in Life and Luxury. <laughs> you got to post. You ain't posting. I know. You got to post on YouTube. It's been a minute. <laughs> and you guys can find me and follow me on all platforms at Xavier C. Miller. That's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, all those things. And uh, you can follow the Millionaire Mindsets page as well. And that's all we have for you guys on this episode of Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. See you guys next episode. Peace. Peace. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant